0: All right. So today we have the one and only Rylan Maddox here today, and I'm so excited to talk and just get a little bit nitty gritty on the lending side, because as we know, as agents, things are always changing. Uh, But really, Rylan, I would love for you to give a quick intro of who you are, what it is you do. Talk to us about your family life a little bit. I know you're a dad to two littles. um, So who are you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So my name is Riley Maddox. I've been in the mortgage world um, a little over a decade now. Got in in 2012. So I haven't been in since the housing crash and, and gone through all that. But we've we've seen our peaks and valleys for sure in the you know the past 10 years. And most recently, it's been a very interesting market as well. Um, I specialize in VA loans and also first time home buyer loans, even those that aren't veterans. So conventional FHA. Um, down payment assistance type stuff. I really like the education part of mortgages and the problem solving piece. Everyone's situation is different. So being able to take each individual situation and figure out how to make it fit within those banking guidelines that are oh so fun um, is the part of the job that I really enjoy. And so yeah. Uh, as you mentioned, I have two daughters. Um, my daughter is Cameron. She's 12 and lives in Tennessee with her mom. And my stepdaughter Kaylee lives with Kira and I. Kira is my wife um, here in Colorado. And we go back and forth between Colorado and Hawaii a bit, but most of our time is in Colorado nowadays. Um, and yeah, in the when I'm not doing loans or, or educating first-time homebuyers and such, um, pick up games of soccer. I'm a little bit of a nerd. I play PC gaming and, um, and yeah, just like to get outdoors, hike and, and that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so you're no stranger to, I mean, the hustle and bustle of being an entrepreneur, Kira, your wife is a badass and just, you see exactly the stresses that she goes to too. So even though you're not a woman, it's great to have you on the show just to share that perspective too, um, of what it's like to be a high producer in this industry for more than the last three years. So, People, if you don't know, I've only been in for three, Ryland's in been for 10, um, but I'm happy to say you're one of my top three lenders that I love to refer business to. Um, you really are a matchmaker when it comes to helping salute, like find these solutions, because that's ultimately what we're doing, is we have this client, okay, now we've got another one off, how do we figure this out? And you're really good at doing that, so thank you. Um, but you. today I wanted this to be super, super tactical of there's been some changes when it comes to multifamily. And I think it's a market that not a lot of people tap into because we think investors only or we think like 1031 exchange cash only need buyers. We don't really think of a first time buyer or someone that's in their first three properties to get into multifamily. Um, mm-hmm. But I wanted you to just share that update. Like what has changed? Um, how is there opportunity now in this new market and kind of some of the differences?
1: Yeah, for sure. So the best way to kind of talk about what changed and why it's so impactful is to start with what what exists as is in the three main products that someone might target, I think, for what we'll call traditional financing um, for multi-unit properties. So first off, some real easy definitions. Residential property is typically anything that is four units or less So think um, your single family homes, Mm -hmm. your duplexes, triplexes and quadplexes and anything more than that, five units or more is typically a commercial type loan. So it's not residential. It's it's not someone buying it to live in typically. Mm -hmm. Um, So within those, a VA loan can go up to four units and even a fifth unit that's used for business purposes. A lot of people don't Mm. know that. And VA loans have zero down and all the things that VA loans have, but not everyone's a veteran or is served. So the other two loan products that you would potentially be looking at is conventional and FHA loans. Now, conventional is what we're going to be talking about today. So we're going to save that for last. FHA allows you to buy a two unit property with as little as 10% down or three and four unit properties with between 15 and, or sorry, with that 10% down, but it has the FHA 75 rule, which basically says that the rental income of the other units has to make up 75% of the mortgage payment. It's just one more added rule that a property might not pass. Mm -hmm. Um, Plus you have FHA loan limits, which are usually lower than conventional conforming limits, that, that line between jumbo portfolio loans and just- Uh, conventional loans. Uh So what has basically changed conventional loans used to be required to put down 10 to 15% on a two unit and upwards of 25% on a three to four unit multi multi multi-unit property, even Uh if you were going to live in one of them. Uh Um, The change that is going, excuse me, that's going to start on November 18th. So this isn't live yet. We just know it's coming is from Fannie Mae specifically. And Fannie Mae is one of the two main conventional mortgage-backed securities. So Mm -hmm. Freddie will probably follow But Fannie Mae has said, that starting November 18th, for two, three, and four-unit properties, you only need to put down 5%, the same as you would on a single-family home. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, specifically to the... Mothers out there that are entrepreneurs and running their own business. This is huge. And it's not just huge for them, but it's definitely going to be impactful. And for all buyers that just need that extra little bit help, that rental income in this case, that's going to allow you to get into a property that's not just going to fit your needs, but also help you grow that generational wealth add that income and so five percent down and being able to utilize that rental income piece on the multi-unit side all the way up to a quadplex which is huge Mm -hmm. you could have three rentals um it's going to both help borrowers qualify for more and it's Mm -hmm. also going to just improve their overall quality of life through additional income potentially
0: yeah no that's huge and the biggest thing that comes to mind is like opportunity hello like the door is open now because for so many people to get. 20 percent down on a million dollar home is a significant amount of change like that is not chump change um so it could take you five ten years of savings to actually get there which just i feel like is not realistic especially with the appreciation that we have here in hawaii even nationwide um obviously in the mainland there's a lot more opportunity for multifamily. i feel like and there's not as many here in hawaii but we see a lot now in hawaii where it's the adu or the illegal unit downstairs and stuff um so i just think it's super exciting to know that this is coming and by the time this goes live it'll be january so it'll actually be up and running for a couple weeks which will be awesome but i think go ahead
1: Oh, the other thing, just while we're on the topic of utilizing those extra spaces to help your buyers qualify, it's certainly also not, um, we don't want to pass over. So FHA does allow those ADU rental income where conventional would Mm. not. So those ADUs that aren't true second, third, and fourth units, Mm -hmm. FHA has rules that would allow rental income on those. Okay. So they're still give and take a conventional is not king overall now but mm-hmm. it certainly is much stronger yeah
0: okay so obviously we have um expedited appreciation right you're able to get into a much larger purchase price which means as this property appreciates you're getting to capitalize on that bigger appreciation which is awesome um let's kind of roll into tax benefits so a big thing with high earners like if we're making multiple six figures we need to start to get really strategic with our income, our write-offs, right? So we're not paying the government 50% of our income. How does this affect us if we get into multifamily?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the multifamily aspect, especially if you're in the real estate industry or if you're going to property manage and, you know, definitely check with your local and state laws regarding property management. Um, but in that multifamily aspect, it opens up the possibility to have that active participation in the property management which is going to check with your cpa but if you're spending a majority of the year or a decent amount of time of the year whatever that test is it allows you to actually create that llc or that business to as a management company and the biggest difference and again check with your cpa but the biggest difference is on your Schedule E, which is your Schedule of Real Estate Owned property as an individual. After you cross over a certain income threshold, your losses on your properties are no longer that you cannot discount your normal taxable income. It's just a carryover loss on your properties year after year. However, if you qualify as that active participant, you hold a real estate license, or you're doing property management yourself, which theoretically Mm -hmm. you would want to do and save money on your own multi-unit you're there anyways yeah um it allows you to write that off against your net taxable income overall because it's business losses not real estate losses Mm -hmm. so there's just even more strategy that you can dive deeper into with your cpa or your tax professional that just a normal single family home or a condo would not have even on you know even as a possibility so
0: yeah No super smart. Um, And then I'm just thinking about this now. It's like, could you, I mean, you totally could depending on the zoning laws, but you could buy a multifamily and make all those units, Airbnbs or short-term rentals, depending on the zoning, like I said. So you could make it like a mini complex if you wanted so much potential, I think, especially on the mainland for that. Um, Got excited. All excited for ideas. Uh, But I think, do you see yourself and more people leaning towards that because of this new rule? Like, what do you kind of predict for multifamily in 2024?
1: So I think the biggest thing that's going to be like right out of the gates as the most impactful is that is simply the qualifying aspect. Right now, we are seeing the highest rates we've seen in almost 16 years. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have some of the highest home values, which... Aside from the mortgage rates, we still have inventory shortages in many markets across the country. So Mm -hmm. home prices are not anticipated to go down by any large measure anyways, anytime soon. And I think that's going to be the same general trend we've seen in real estate year after year is those long-term holdings almost always appreciate, right? And so it's there's no hiding it it's more difficult to qualify for homes now than it has been especially in the recent you know 3 or 4 years this change is going to allow that first time home buyer with 5% down or just that home buyer who had the minimum down payment now they're going to be able to look at properties with that multi unit feature and utilizing that rental income to just give themselves more options mm-hmm. where before this, you had to have at least 10% down. And it doesn't seem like a big number when you say five and 10. But when you talk about the difference being 20 or 40 or 40 and 80, mm-hmm. you know, a thousand is down payment. It's a significant difference. And I think it's just going to yeah. allow that many more people the opportunity that they didn't mm-hmm. have before.
0: Yeah. And you got to keep in mind because it's so low of a down payment, you are going to have that PMI still, right? So you are still going to have PMI. Yeah. yeah. On a multifamily, what would that look like? Do we think- So
1: that's to be completely honest. And by the time we see this video, we'll include some information probably Mm -hmm. in text. But that is the thing that as mortgage professionals, we are waiting to see. So there's two things that we're going to see Fannie has not announced yet, but will impact these loans. So the mortgage insurance, we call it the mortgage insurance factor or how that what that monthly amount based on the loan amount is going to be calculated as um, so right now a first time home buyer might see a mortgage factor of 0.5 or 0.35, depending on the loan amount and okay. the credit score and on a $500,000 house with good credit, you might get mortgage insurance around a hundred bucks a month, 90 bucks a month. Okay. Um, with lower credit, you might see that same monthly payment around $200 a month, right? Mm -hmm. So seeing what Fannie releases that as, that mortgage insurance factor is going to be very important. The other thing is going to be what we call LLPAs, loan level pricing adjustments. So these are going to be adjusters to the interest rate based on a uniqueness of the loan. In this case, it's a 5% down Mm multi-unit. We don't know what those adjusters are yet. Um, so depending on how aggressive Fannie wants to be with this product, it could be very similar to just a single family or condo adjuster. Okay. Um, but that's the thing that we're hoping this isn't something that sounds better than it is. And then they release pricing that's not usable. Um, sure. So we're, we're hoping that Fannie has kind of had the forethought in that, but we won't know till after November 18th.
0: Sure, okay, so definitely we'll include an update in the description below, just so that you guys have you know, the nitty gritty by January. Um, I guess one thing that is coming to mind too is this is gonna open the door to a lot of new investors who don't have experience, don't know what they're doing, and to bite off a multifamily as your first one is a little bit risky instead of just starting with one unit. What mm-hmm. advice do you have for someone who's going into multifamily for the first time and they haven't even had a rental yet?
1: Yeah, so it's very likely also that Maybe if Fannie doesn't, banks will still want if you're if it's your very first investment, and I would recommend this as well: mm-hmm. hire that property manager. Mm-hmm. Look for properties that factor in your cash flow with the property management fee because you don't want to do it on your own your very first time. Yeah. Um, but after you know, if you're a brand new investor and after you like make friends with your property manager, ask them mm-hmm. questions, work with someone who's willing to not necessarily spend all their time teaching you, but ask to like kind of follow along with them and get used to it your first year or two. Mm -hmm. Um, but the biggest advice is just start, you know, don't, don't let being a first time investor or a new investor or a new homeowner scare you away. We were all first time at one time, right? Mm -hmm. The only way to, the only way to get more comfortable with it is to just do it and work with trusted professionals like yourself. Um, to get that guidance and to to kind of hear the best practices and and the the minefields to avoid, um, work with trusted professionals for mm-hmm. sure, but don't be afraid.
0: yeah, absolutely. And that's just the reminder too, to link up with professionals who have some skin in the game. They've done this before, so you are one of those. You've had multiple units um, bought, sold, continued to rent long term, um, and I think have seen just tendencies and learned along the way. Like I just had this experience. I don't think I've even told you yet. We had our tenants move in last week and this condo has been vacant for two months. Didn't even think to run the water. Right. So they mm. move in. Guess what happens? It smells Leap. like a rotten egg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. So she wanted me to hire a plumber out there. And I was like, so apologetic, but I was like, you know, responsive within 30 seconds. Hey, we're going to get someone ASAP. I'm so, so sorry. Keep running the water. um Um, long story short ended up doing like dishwasher cycles and laundry and within 24 hours it cleared up Um, But then she said, oh, by the way, we found cockroaches too. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Like we never had roaches the whole time we lived there. How could this happen? Um, And so had to have Orkin man come out and it's just, you think you got it and then you don't. And this is how we live and we learn. And now I know, hey, I'm going to be really proactive and not just let my condo sit vacant for two months and think everything's dandy. Um, But definitely it's like building your A-team, right? So with anything, just like a business, investing is a new hat we have to put on, but it's a significant way to increase your your wealth very quickly um, to get into multifamily, to have those tenants like slowly increasing rent as you make improvements. Absolutely. Um, So I think that's definitely something to look forward to in 2024 is how do we continue to market this to clients who might have been on the edge or the down payment was the one thing holding them back. And I think also just on the first time home buyer getting that mentality of house hacking, like, okay, I'm in this to make money but let's do it strategically, or maybe it's not enough to get me into a single family home, but I can house hack it with an ADU or a second unit um, and utilize even the VA loan with a zero down payment plan um, is a huge way to do it and then get that long-term appreciation. So lots and lots of ideas. Um, I think just to wrap it up, it's obviously you've been in the industry for 10 years, you've experienced a couple of slower markets. What are some big pieces of advice or like the major ahas you've seen over the years that just keep uh, even in a slower market keeps an agent's business consistent? What would you say?
1: It's really the fallback to what you know. I try and keep as the foundation of my business. And it's that education, just mm-hmm. constantly putting out good information, good content, even if it doesn't mean you're getting a deal back in right now. Um, I'm not the most social person. I'm not, you know, the the golfer or anything like that. I don't get my business that way. Um, but what I've tried to do over the years is become a subject matter expert. And whether that's for my referral partners like yourself or for my buyers, mm-hmm. it's just being a source of information and studying that information so that people come and ask me questions. Um, and deals will come out of that. So if yeah. you're Someone who's not, uh, you know, if you're social and you love the information side too, great. But if you're not entirely social, this is a very networking type industry. Um, A lot of our business comes word of mouth and just who we know, right? And so if you're not great at that networking piece or you're not quite comfortable doing that yet, Just dive into the guidelines, dive into the rules, dive into the tax structures, dive into the house hacking and know this stuff better than anybody else and then talk about it. That is you've got to be a little social. People have to know, you know it, Mm -hmm. but that'll be, you know, a consistent source of business. If you're seen as a subject matter expert, pick a niche, you know, pick pick something to specialize in. And just go deep and and really study it. And that would be my advice for someone who maybe doesn't know where to start right now.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Content is king. Um, and there's just so much new articles that I feel like come out every week that seems like another slap to the face about something. And so just mm-hmm. creating a reaction video of like, hey, I read this article, green screen feature, like we'll make it work. But people want to know your opinion. That's most importantly. You can reshare articles all day, but they wanna hear it from your voice. Um, so that's a great one. Um, okay, something I do at the end of every episode is just a quick rapid fire. So just give me your first instinct response on these. Um, what is yeah. your Starbucks order?
1: Uh cold uh nitro cold brew with um the caramel uh vanilla cream. Sorry. Oh, nitro yeah. cold brew, vanilla cream. <laughs>
0: okay, good one. I'll have to try it. Um what do you make for dinner at the last minute? If you're at a bind and you're like, shoot, I need to make something. What's your go-to?
1: Um, I keep some steaks in the freezer, so quick defrost and just salt, pepper, and grill.
0: Yeah, perfect. Um, this is more of a female probably related question, but what's your fave go-to department of Target and your favorite designer there?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'd have to say the gaming section. If I go into Target, I'm either going into like household goods and buying some something I need to make the wife happy in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, or or yeah the the electronic section <laughs> that's funny
0: okay and do you have a favorite designer
1: um right now i'm really loving um travis matthews which yeah just not i don't think you can get it at target but nope. really good fit <laughs> for for men's polos. if uh if the ladies out there have any husbands or boyfriends yeah travis matthews um really good happen and, and shirts
0: there we go valentine's day is coming up Um, Okay. Name a book or a podcast you recommend to our audience.
1: Book or podcast. Um, I'm going to say 1984, just because I think it's got a really interesting uh, plot and story, which you may or may not find um, similar to some things we're seeing nowadays. I've never even heard
0: of it. It's a book?
1: Yeah. George Orwell,
0: 1984. Okay. I'll look it up. Cool. Um, TikTok or Instagram?
1: uh, Instagram.
0: Cool. And then where can people find you? Where do you live on the online space? How do they reach out to you?
1: Yeah. So you can Google, um, Riley Maddox, Rylamatics, My website's my name. And then also I, uh, co-manage or run high five team loans. We have Instagram as well as Facebook on that as well. High five is H I F I V E.
0: Yep. And then you are licensed in how many States, what States are you in? We're not yeah, in, so not.
1: Yeah, yeah, we just picked up. Uh, I just picked up my fifth. So we're in Hawaii, California, Colorado, Texas, Florida.
0: Awesome. And I highly recommend reaching out to Ryland just again, have him at the seat of the table. He can be one of your advisors, give some advice. He's definitely one for me. Um, there's no stupid questions. And he's just a really great resource. So thank you for your time. I'm excited for the people thank to you. hear your message and just keep sharing more about multifamily because I don't think it's going away. And it's just another way to get started and build wealth. All right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for having me.